JD Talking Sports. It is Wednesday, May 31st, the last day of May. 17 days until my birthday. But who's counting? I guess I am. God damn, I'm almost at the big 5-0 soon. Shit, it's going to happen soon enough. Okay, now. Now, all right, all right. Isaac, I love you to death. Now, Mets were on a three-game winning streak, first time since May 3rd to 6th. They're down 7 nothing. DeGrom getting rocked. Got rocked tonight. Actually, it was. it's not a good night for either teams. DeGrom, four innings, eight hits, seven runs, seven earned, five base on balls, six strikeouts. Not good. They're down 7 nothing right now in the eighth. And the Yankees are down 9-3. Tanaka, another man, I'll tell you, five and, five and two-thirds, nine hits, seven runs, seven earned. Two base on balls, four strikeouts. I wanted to see. He has been giving up long ball like nobody's business this year. I wanted to see. Is he giving up the long ball tonight? And double, double, double. Gave up three-run homer. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Hey, you know, now Yankees are 9-11 and in the last 20. They started off 21-9. and and they are now going to. What are they going to fall to after this game? They are right now. They are. They'll be thirty and twenty. Eh. Nine and eleven. The last twenty. Mets tonight with the loss will drop to twenty three and twenty eight. Right now they're eight and a half out. At least the Yankees are up three right now in Boston going into tonight. We and also you know it's funny. I was talking about hockey with my buddy Gumbo Chef who listens to the show. Also, JD Talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes and rate the show. I get people are rating the show. Please rate it. I'd love some ratings. But I was talking about hockey with him. 1-1 Penguins Predators right now. And he loves when I give updates on, on the games because he says, you know what, the game's already, you know, by the time people listen to this, the game's already over. But I kind of do it because now that he's told me about it, I just have to keep doing it because it's kind of like our little thing, you know. He's like the brother I never had. I had the greatest week of my life with Gumbo Chef. He took me for a week to New Orleans. And you know when you go with someone and they just take you to a place? We once went to a bar. Well, he took me to a bar one night, and we played the end by the doors. And then right before I left, I put it in two more times. We ran out. So I played for, I mean, this was a pool hall. <laughs> and people are like looking around. It's just, it's a depressing song as it is. And then we put in twice more. We ran out. We once went out to a restaurant where we were there, and I got this peanut butter pie, which was the best goddamn pie I think I ever had in my life. And he went to try a piece. I go, I said, get your own fucking piece. Leave it alone. I met his aunt's sister. We went to a place called Dini's, which was uh, all-you-can-eat seafood. I mean, it was I had po' boys. We, we had beignets in, in Café du Monde, and they were giving him some beignets. And, and he's a quiet guy. Gumbo Chef is a very quiet man. And he banged on the thing and goes, give me the fresh ones. And I was like, oh, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I remember we had beads that one night. We were down there for St. Patty's. He goes, they're worth a lot. And I just gave it to every girl. I was like, I love you. And every girl, he's like, dude, you got to hold on. And he's like, oh, forget it. Forget it. It's, it doesn't matter. He's giving them away. And we got these glasses at the uh, Hurricanes. At, I can't remember. I had hand grenades, but I remember the Hurricanes. And I'm, the name is blanking on me. He'll be able to tell me later. And I think I shattered the glass when we left. I just, I was, I was, I was shit-faced. I threw up on Bourbon Street. Had a lucky dog, which is a hot dog right on Bourbon Street. It, I'll tell you, good time. Good time. I had alligator. His dad said I was different. He said, that, that John, he's, he's different. Okay, I've rambled enough about that, but, you know. Good memories. If you've never been to New Orleans, and don't call it New Orleans, don't say it like that. It's like it's like nails across the uh, 
the board, the uh, chalkboard. I, I'm not a fan of it. Not a fan at all of it. All right, yeah, I know I'm rambling. I'm rambling. But uh, okay, now they had the video posted of Tiger Woods stumbling around. Said he was. You know, he was basically TMZ, you know. I mean, they get everything they had. They have, uh, listen, I did talk about him being drunk. He was not drunk. They said he did 0.00 on the breathalyzer, but he definitely was on. He said he mixed up prescription drugs. He was taking Vicodin. Man, I hope he's okay. Stuart, you know know what? I almost said Stuart Scott, may rest in peace. I read something that made me kind of like... Scott Van Pelt wonders who Tiger Woods can turn to for support. So little he has in common with anybody. He's still a guy. You know, I I, I kind of read that for a second. I was like, you know, Scott Van Pelt, you know, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. But I kind of was like, you know, he should have somebody to turn to. You should always, you know what, if you care about somebody, it doesn't matter. So what if he grew up like this? Listen, his life, he's like any other professional athlete. He has played golf his whole freaking life. He was on Mike Douglas when he was like three, four years old. This is all he's ever done. This is what he's been programmed to do by his dad, by Earl Woods. I mean, this was it. He was going to be a professional golfer. And when that goes away, you have to find other stuff to do. And sometimes you don't. If you don't have a hobby, you don't have anything to do, then what are you going to do with your life? You have to find another thing of meaning. And they said nothing compares running on that field. Nothing compares. What, what are you going to compare it to? He won the freaking, he, what, what, he, what, early 20s, he, 20, you know, he, he still remember when he won the his first Masters. Everybody watched. We were all mesmerized by him. He was a talent unlike any other. And if he had hurt his back and, you know, and he kept, you know, changing his swing, he was like a mad scientist with stuff. I think he would have beaten Nicholas's record. But, hey, he still had a phenomenal career. I mean, loved his commercials. But damn, man, get some help. Something's wrong. Something's not working, you know. And, and you know, they said one of three people have a painkiller addiction. One of three people, they said. So I hope whatever, I'm not saying he's addiction, but something's off. You're falling asleep in a car and something's wrong. He said he was stumbling around. Maybe this is a cry for help. You know, we all, hey, I've been there. You know, you got to do something. I, you know, I remember I went to a therapist. He goes, have you hit rock bottom yet? You go, have you hit rock bottom yet? No, no, no. Then you got to, you know, you could lead a horse to water, but the horse has to want to drink. And that's what you have to get to. You have to get to your rock bottom. Anybody can tell you you need help. He has to decide what does he want to do? What's he going to do? Because you know what? He, if he, he loves golf. He does. That's his thing. Everybody knows this. This is common sense. But maybe somebody get through to him. I, you know, I'd love to see him back out there again. He, Everybody is richer in golf because of him. He has made everybody a ve- made men very, very rich. And they can say whatever the golfers now. He changed golf. He changed the dynamic. He changed the monetary dynamics and everything. He changed it. That's all I want to say on that front. Now, now it is it is 2017, right? It it it, it is two. It is 2017. Now, Margaret Court, Margaret Court, Margaret Court. I want to thank Mark Fleming from the Sun. She said, tennis is full of lesbians and transgender children are the work of the devil. She's 74, won 24 Grand Slams in her career. She made her comments on the 2020 Vision Christian Radio. Am I shocked about that? Christian Radio, yeah, okay. Because they they don't see anything black and white, right? Oh, and, and one more thing, Kathy Griffin. I'm glad she got, I'm glad she lost some sponsors. I'm glad she got uh, kicked off CNN's New Year's, New Year's uh, Eve coverage because disgusting i mean you know he's got a little kid trump's got a little kid who has to see that stuff it wasn't funny it was done in bad taste it's not it's just it's just asinine and 
And she looks a lot better with makeup on than without makeup. Woo! Woo! Now, back to Margaret Court. She goes, I mean, I mean, tennis is full of lesbians because even when I was playing, there was only a couple there, but those couple that led took young ones into parties and things. She's a Christian pastor. Oh, shocking. And you know, and you know what you get at the top is often what you'll get right through that sport. Wow. She's not against gay people, but wanted to help them. She wants to help them overcome. They're human beings, and 92%, they say in America, have either been abused in some form sexually or emotionally at an early age for them to even be this way. Wow. And she says, transgender children have been corrupted, and it was the work of the devil. <laughs> and she, wow. I mean, just, it, it, it's amazing just to read this stuff, you know, but with the literature, the bullying, the stuff that's put out today in children's minds, I tell you what, if you haven't got parents who bring you up that way and you've got parents that don't care and you're hurt and offended in somebody saying something to you, he said, uh, a child can just start to think, well, maybe I am a girl when they're a boy and maybe I'm a boy and I'm a girl. And she thought, she says, even medically, they're knowing. They're knowing now. The mind is a battlefield and that's why I wrote that book, Train Your Brain, because the mind is, it's all in the Bible. Okay. Wow. And she also said she's uh, she had a backlash last week because she would stop fly, flying Qantas where possible in process of the airline's support of same-sex marriages. And I think Martina Navratilova said a great thing. She said she thinks her name should be taken off one of the Australian Open's courts where her name is on one of the flagship stadiums. Also, Annie Murray took a aim at her for her comments at the French Open in Paris this year. Wow. I'm just like 2017. But you know what? The older generation is stuck. And uh, younger ones too, but the stuff. Yeah, wow. I'm just like. They said players might boycott the court in Melbourne Park. And Murray said that uh, for players to be in a position where you're in a slam and kind of boycotting playing on the court, I think would potentially cause a lot of issues. You think so? So I think if someone was go- something was going to happen, the players came to an agreement. If they think the name could, should be changed or whatever, that should be decided before the event, before the event starts. But I'll tell you, that'd be a pretty big thing. Imagine you kept to go on the court. You're like, fuck this. I'm not playing this court. She's disgusting. She's a disgusting person. And Tennis Australia and the operator of the Margaret Court Arena have distanced themselves from court same-sex marriage stance. You think? Just 2070, the work of the devil. She's a Christian pastor. Now, hey, you know what? Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but sometimes it's better to keep your fucking opinion to yourself. I think it's 2017, same-sex. I have clients who are married, actually uh, a lesbian couple and a homosexual couple. Is that? Can I say that? Yeah, they're both married. They're part of the game now. Anybody can, I, when I love that. I said, welcome to the party. And I think it's great. Both these both these clients of mine have been with their couple, been in, been, been in relationships over 30 freaking years. And if that's not strong enough, then I don't know what the fuck is. And when I read Margaret, Margaret Court stuff, yeah, rip her name off the goddamn court. Martina, you have a big point to make. I think you can. I think it's disgusting. I think in this day and age, you can you can have your opinions to yourself, but don't be spouting to everybody else. And everybody can get married now. And you know what? It's it's dis- despicable what you're saying about transgender children, about lesbians. It's it's like you're making it sound like you know the like you know. <sighs> I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, I'm just so stunned someone would say something like this. 
in this day and age. But again, she's 74, different generation. But you know, my parents are in their 70s and they've been, hey, I, I did a play where I had to kiss a guy on stage. They even saw all my stuff. I was dressed up as a woman on a stage. I did a play in North Carolina. We did As You Like It and I dressed as a woman and we did performances for kids at at school. We did, you know, we did matinees for the schools and we kissed on stage. I kissed a man on stage when, in my drag and schools canceled their subscription to the series in Chapel Hill. It's hap- It happened. That was 1997, 98. You know, people can't handle it, man. If When it's not it's not your norm, it's too much to handle. Hey, you know what? I remember we went out New Year's Eve a couple years ago and it was a just a mixed bar and there were two guys making out. And for a second, you're like, hey, man. It was like, all right. Everybody's having fun. Everybody, you know, and I, and that's, you look and that's it. And that, I don't have to do, I don't have to punch anybody. I don't have to do anything. I just be like, hey, you know, that's not me, but that's cool. You know what? Hey, more power to you. You found someone. I'm single and you found somebody. What am I talking about? I know I'm rambling a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? I just think uh, this day and age, can't have that stuff. Just, it, 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 no, just can't have it. Can't have it at all. At all. Crazy. As I said, the Yankees, Oh, you know, I was I I was kind of like yeah. They said Tiger Woods sleep at the wheel. I talked about him. They said Vicodin. He had he was on several medications, including Vicodin. And you know what I thought was interesting? Uh, Takuma Sato won the Indianapolis 500, and then a longtime writer at the Denver Post posted a tweet saying that you know you know here's a Japanese guy winning the Indianapolis 500, basically, and you know. His father was a World War II vet. He felt very emotional, but he got fired from his job over it. That's when social media takes off. I, listen, you know, that's what I was going to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. Tiger Woods. You know, back in the day, you know, you get drunk, you know, maybe there'd be a mugshot. Now you got video and everything, and it goes everywhere. I mean, this thing, you put a tweet up, you know what, just because you're not happy that, you know, you you know what, you're entitled to your opinions, you know, Takuma Sato, but this is a, a well well, well liked reporter, and they go on social media and put something stupid up like that. You know, hey, you know what? The world's changed. You know, the past is the past. There's things you have to move on from and say, you know what? This, what did he have to do with all what happened in World War II? This is a uh, think, and, and he's trying to raise all this. Sato's trying to raise awareness of all the people that are still dealing with the earthquakes and the tsunamis that happened in Japan, and people are still out of their houses, and he's donated monies that from his his helmets that he sold. And he said, this is going to help the country. It's just going to raise awareness and everything. It's good for the sport. You want, you want international people to win. You don't want the same people to win. You want the, why, why wouldn't you want IndyCar to, to spread to Japan? You want it everywhere. That's why, you know, football, they want to put in London, which I think, I don't think it's going to work, whatever, but you want things to expand to a bigger range. You know what I'm saying? You want more people to be exposed. Exposure is good. And that's where social media goes wrong. Sometimes you've got to take 10 seconds and say, shut the fuck up. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I read something about, you know, you know finally the finals start tomorrow. June 1st, finally starts. It's like enough already, goddamn. Durant said, uh, if you don't like it, don't watch it. He's talked about the playoffs. And I read something. Van Gundy said, uh, I took Durant's advice. Advice, He said, I, I did. I turned it off. He said after, like, I thought that was good that, that uh, Van Gundy said that. You know, he was like, you know what? And he's going to be calling the games. He was like, you know, yeah, I I, 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 I turned it off. I didn't feel like watching it. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty freaking funny. 
And Bryce Harper, suspension from four to three. My dad said, why not suspend him half the year and then they'll stop doing this shit. And these, what is up with baseball with this goddamn, you know what, they hold grudges for two, three years. It's like, you know what, you do it, you're done. We'll sit, we'll sit you out for a month. Make it something that these, I mean, why do they have to throw at each other? And I'll tell you, throw a 90, 100 mile hour pitch, you know, guys get hurt. Freeman, who was leading the National League in home runs, he's out two months. You know, I mean, some of these guys are getting hurt and I don't think they have to do that shut. You know, they don't have to do it at all. It's like, wow, don't do that stuff. Unbelievable. And John Clayton out it now ESPN. I freaking love John Clayton. They were talking about the commercial that he did where he's like still in with his mom and he had the, he's listening to uh, grunge rock and he had the ponytail. He says, I'm keeping the ponytail. They're getting rid of guys who are the bread and butter. Now, he still has a radio show in Seattle, but listen. You get rid of Edward, but John Clayton to me was the real, I mean, very smart, very concise with his reports and everything. I loved him. And I, I can't do my show without talking about LeVar Ball steered his son away from, I think they offered him Nike five years, 10 million. He thinks he's going to get even more money. He's trying to do a package deal with all the three kids. How about you let Lonzo, I mean, man, LeVar, I hope you're, I hope, yeah, I don't see your advice. Sometimes I think you got to let the kid do what he has to do. And I, I love this. Yeah, they said a confused, stumbling Tiger Woods during his DUI. You know what? I didn't even watch it because I was like, you know what? I feel like there's no privacy anymore, man. I'm not saying it's just like, really? Do we need to see this stuff? Do we need to watch it? No, we really don't. And Draymond Green says, nobody on Cavaliers is safe from trash talk. Everybody's susceptible to that. I don't care who you are. Okay, good, Draymond Green. I'll tell you, I want them going down. I really do. And Steve Kerr might actually be back for the finals. They said it could coach at some point. That would be sweet, right? Yeah. And Josh Norman already talking shit. I talked about that before. It's like, dude, you know what? Can we, can we, like, take this down a notch? Ooh, ex-Clipper Glenn Davis rips Austin Rivers for calling him fat. Your father gave you your money. He's kind of got a point, though. But he did play. He's played better this year, but... Glenn Davis, you are a little chunky. And, you know, sometimes the truth hurts. And that's where social media... I mean, really? You know what? Why did you... You know what? Why did... Instead of going and putting this rant on that everybody's a see because you think that's the way the world is now, that we have to show the whole world how tough we are, why don't you go and stop by Austin Rivers' house and talk to him in person? Say, Austin, you think I'm fat? But say it to my face. Just you and him. Get the cameras away. And just do you deal with the situation. I think it would alleviate it quite fast. I think quite quickly, in my opinion. Like very quickly, and I did love what I did love what Gumbo Chef said about hockey. He said he called it NFL. He called the NHL the orphan stepchild of sports. Gumbo Chef, I love that one. But it, you know, it is a great sport. I like the way they play the NHL playoffs. It's always a lot of fun. It's always exciting. I mean, thank God tomorrow, June 1st, we're playing a, playing a goddamn game. But how do you not play over the whole goddamn holiday weekend? And then it's a 9 o'clock start, which means the game ends at midnight. But I'm staying up, I'm going to watch some of the game at least. I might watch the whole game. But, you know, that's, that's fucking late, dude. And for kids, you're trying to get, I, I know it's all about the TV dollars, but on a kid in the West, on the East Coast that really wants to watch, what parents can let the kids stay up till midnight on a school night? Honestly. And it kind of sucks. You know, start, you know, I know they do the West Coast, but it, that's really goddamn late for a game. It really is. I mean, oh, my God, I stayed up one time. I was, like, dragging my ass like nobody's business. And, you know, I talked about, I, I don't know if I talked, Frank DeFord, me rest in peace. He started the National. I remember when the National came out, I freaking 
went every day to try to get that paper. And it was like this, it was like, it was like the Bible of sports. It was like, it was like, yeah, it was like sports crack. I couldn't get enough of it. I, I, I remember I would go because I was in Jersey and I would try to get it all the time. And I thought it was the greatest newspaper in the world. He wrote great stuff. I used to love watching him on his reports on Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. Wrote great pieces. Sport Australia read him all the time. Very sorry to see him gone. You know, it's like he's one of the one of the last uh, dinosaurs. And, and I don't want to say dinosaurs. One of the one of the greats. We all have to live up to a lot. And you know, that's what I feel like. I feel like that's the stories I like talking about. That's the interesting stuff. And Tiger Woods, we have to talk about this for what we can talk about this for a week. You know, like. That's what I love about sports. You know, we'll watch the basketball game and there'll be a winner to loser at the end. I mean, I remember when I was watching game seven last year with the Cavs and you're watching LeBron and you were rooting for them. You're rooting for the city of Cleveland and you just wanted them to win. You just, it's amazing. I always love watching game seven. I love watching the teams and that moment of, you know, and it, it, it's so fleeting, but it's such a beautiful moment. I remember when I did a play one time and I looked around, we did a performance and I said, it's never going to get better than this. And it wasn't, we were all like, we were all out. I was looking around, everybody was happy. And the next night, something happened to the show and we, but we had that night. It was magical. And you wanted to put it in a bottle and make it last forever. And that's what sports is to me. It's like some magic you put in a bottle and you just remember it. It's like you remember the trip to New I remember the trip to New Orleans with Michael like it was yesterday. I ran on LSU's football field. I just remember things, you know, like and when I need to go to that place, I can go to that place. And that's what sports does for me. It's I just lose myself for a couple hours. So that's all I really gotta say for tonight. I wanted to uh got a little trivia question. All right. Last night's trivia question. Name the three players who won the Big East Tournament MVP twice. Josh Hart, Villanova, Patrick Ewing for Georgetown, and Peyton Siva of Louisville. I did not know that. Now, tonight's trivia question. What ACC coach has the most ACC tournament titles? What ACC coach has the most ACC tournament titles? That's men's basketball. ACC coach. Men's basketball coach in the ACC who has the most ACC tournament titles. Titles, folks. Okay, now, I, I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking the, uh, I'm going to take, I think it's going to go seven. I'm going to take the Cavaliers. You heard it here first. Yankees going to lose tonight. Mets too, but we'll get them tomorrow. Folks, have a great night. I'm out of here. Peace out. Talk to you soon.